Anyway, hi everyone, and welcome to episode 22 of Tales of Adea, Globalization, which is just such a fun, fun title, uh, even though everybody here hates it. And I just realized I didn't arrange you guys yet in the right order, so I'm just going to do that real quick before we do the intro. Um, because Tony goes there, then I go there. Uh, nope, I got you guys the wrong way around, genius. Yeah, you fix it by making everybody not fit. No, it just it's different when you drag people around. There we go. Perfect. Alright. Well then, without further ado, let's see how you die. <clears throat> Laboratory one in the Tower of Danos. Day unknown, month unknown, year unknown. But first somewhere in the thick brush of the trees of this strange island wanders the lazy form of a bear. She saunters along to a nearby stream and sits down beside it, watching the sparkling waters filled with fish rush by. How pretty they are. She can hardly remember what life had been like when she had hunted for her survival. She couldn't imagine it now, having energy to wade into the stream and get one for herself, and yet not needing to. And little does she still remember, because she also had to hunt to feed her child. Where had that little one gone? Oh, she supposes. It doesn't matter. He's alright. He is alright, isn't he? And then something stirs inside of her, and she blinks at the fish in the stream. She can feel a distant sensation of hunger. Overwhelming hunger. Fear, too. Although it is as if her fear is underwater, and she is staring at it, but she lacks the will to go and catch it. But her child? That one seems to break through the surface of the water sometimes. He's struggling for air. Shouldn't she be helping him? She raises herself from her haunches, unsure. She has to go and find him. She has to. And there it is again. The calm, enveloping mist. She does have somewhere to be, but not her child. She has to go to the tower, and in the distance it rises above the mist, and somewhere inside of that tower, the ashen hearts regroup from a harrowing fight. Bruised and bloodied, they catch their breath in the small confines of Laboratory One. There you are joined by Felix, the wizard's former familiar, and Kiralos, the tower's constructed steward that is humanoid only in shape. In the lab itself, you find only one thing of interest. Four orbs, one of which has already shattered, which seem to contain different landscapes. One is underwater, another one seems to be covered in a perpetual snowstorm, and a third hides a building amidst a lush jungle forest. And there, as they recover, we will join the Ashen Hearts. If you have a moment, what would you like to do? Stare at each other in silence. That works. Um. So we are we are in in laboratory one. We are 
we're also safe from the security if we need to take a rest. Uh, um. <clears throat> There's a slight um, awkward, not quite a cough, but like an imitation of a cough from Kirolos. And it just turns and points to the other corner where there's another security sigil that is currently dormant, but it is there. You have some time. How, how much time do you think we have? Uncertain. The tower is still reassessing. But this laboratory is not the highest priority. There's a security alert. The ones that are after you will need to report back first. I suspect you have 20 minutes. Am I disassociated when you're recapping? Do we know which orb? Uh... I believe, I'm not sure if it was actually pointed out, but even if it wasn't, Kiralos will actually hover over to the green one and briefly, not really point at it, but just kind of hold out a hand towards it. And this is where the lady disappeared. Those of us bound to the tower cannot venture inside. What of the other ones? I'm not permitted to say. What? Okay. And why is that one broken then? There's a p longer pause than usual before Kirala says the lady destroyed it. Okay, Felix, are you permitted to say what the other ones, where, where <clears throat> they leave? Um, permitted, sure. Um, not too familiar. This was all a bit above my, um, above my station, but as far as I know, they're supposed to be a lot bigger on the inside. That's what the master was working on. That's all I know. I've been inside once. It's not very pleasant. Everything you see is actually there. Including the snowstorm. Mm. And can <clears throat> the guards enter this place? Both of them respond. Felix with the, the usual um, kind of bored emotion in his voice and Kirolos completely neutral. But they both say no. Okay. Um, may I look closely into the one where that was pointed out to us, just to try and sure. see what else is in there? Sure. Make a make a perception check. Can I assist with that? Sort of looking from like another angle. You can make your own perception check. Um, okay, that works too. But yeah, I uh, I've actually been reading up a bit on like you know assist and help and stuff. And I may be slightly stricter in what is able to be assisted with, um, 
just because some things are a bit harder to imagine. Um, but nothing that should hurt you guys too much. Uh, 20 total. Yeah, 20. Okay. So, um, Myra, you, you have a peek inside. Um, both of you um, get a glance at uh, the trees. They are not native to the part of the world that you guys are from. So they look quite unfamiliar. But um, overall, it just seems to be like a forest clearing with one single path that runs through it into nowhere in particular. Um, Barnack with a 20. Let me see, actually. Yeah, with a 20. The building itself is completely still. There's nothing that moves in or out. Um, it seems fairly large from what you can tell. In fact, you might think it to be an inn of some kind. But you also spot in the foliage around it a small black figure that is moving and hiding, it seems, from, from the inn. And it's kind of circling around as you watch it. <clears throat> All right, so uh, there's someone inside. How do we get back out? Um, Kirolos just says, I'm not permitted to provide that information. And Felix, kind of annoyed, chimes in. <sighs> Every single one of them has a doorway, a pathway that leads back out. You can get in, just put your hand on it, and envision yourself stepping inside, and then you have to find the doorway to get out. There's a, there's a pause as everyone's kind of thinking, and Felix suddenly moves closer to the, to the orb you guys are inspecting, and kind of has a sniff a little bit, and from Felix's like sniffing kind of sniffs around the base and you guys see there's a small layer of like crusted over grime of some kind like translucent um but not a natural substance that is not present either on any of the other orbs um as if something had dripped some kind of liquid on top of it and then let it kind of gather around the orb's base Okay. Um, are we going inside, then? Might be your best bet. I don't think we have a choice. Okay, that's two. Funny. That's three. JJ? Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't respond at first. I don't know if... Yeah. You guys are all looking at the at the ball, right? I, I turn. Then. I turn to JJ. JJ. Yeah. So JJ's like right next to the glyph that they entered in, and like he's just uh, leaning against the wall, his forehead right to the wall, with one hand um, holding on the wall, and he seems like he's just his eyes are closed and he's not registering Barnack's voice. JJ, are you okay? I'll like. Pull on his, tug on his shirt. Felix lands on your shoulder, Barnack, and just kind of watches from your shoulder, like a parrot almost. Yeah, and as as you do, um, 
JJ just moves very quickly, quicker than you're kind of you've seen before, and like he just draws a sword from his side and out, almost like frantically looking at you. Uh, but like his facial expression changes and immediately as he recognizes Barnack. He was like deep in thought, uh, was just startled. Um, says, um, I. Wait, why, why are you doing my my voice? Listen, uh, are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. What, what do you mean I'm doing your voice? I'll turn to 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 uh, Myra and say, uh, can you fix him? I'll, I'll just kind of go over to JJ, start like looking over his head for injuries. Just kind of looks. I'm totally fine. I've always oh. talked like this. What do you mean Look, I'm using I'm... your voice? I'll stand next to him and try to like see who's taller, even though I know he's taller. Like, <laughs> a long shot. Yeah. Like... Well, same height as he always was. Which one's wrong? Ah. Barnek, you taught me how to speak like you. I did. Hey, right. don't you remember? No, can you... On the Siren's Veil. Vale. I don't remember anything like that, right? Um, I don't think so, no. Right, right. Mm -hmm. What else did I teach you? Well, um, you told me not to get drunk like you ever, because even though I can maybe um, talk like you, I can't drink like you. I'm a, I'm a good teacher then. Okay. Mm. That's a good lesson to have. What's this all about? No, nothing. Nothing. I. Nothing. Are we going inside or? Yeah, but I was going to ask uh, does anyone need any healing or something? Because mm. I'm kind of tapped out a bit. If we can get inside and take a rest, mm -hmm. we're maybe safer. Possibly. I. If I heal us up here, if we do get into a fight out there, there's, I'm gonna have nothing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good idea. I was going to ask Kirillos though, but that's a good idea. Yeah, unless Kirillos has like another medkit. Um, Kirillos oh, briefly oh. pauses and then has empty hands, so put, put all that stuff away again. Then we, so we took, I feel like we took some potions, right? And some extra healing. Kits. You took one potion, I believe. I took one potion and already used it. Well, maybe if we go inside and then take a short little while to heal up. Catch a breather. Mm -hmm. I'll still turn to like every single time you start speaking, I'll turn to you. And... Yeah. And then I'll I'll go to Tani and say, Tani, do you know what's happening? Why is he talking like me? Is he also uh, an ambassador? Well, during the fight, he changed his fighting ways. But I don't know if that's... I don't know. Right. He also changed his appearance. And and you know when, when he's acting like uh, a half-elf, like in those uh, formal things, he has another accent, so... 
might be that he just he's playing around or let's 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 check hey jean-jacques um can i hold on to wait do i know that he actually has the thing now do we know that right we do uh you guys all know i believe he yeah. showed everybody yeah you, you did yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. so do you mind me holding on to the apple kind of looks around are we still doing that then calling it the apple i mean i'll turn to 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 like i'll turn to Jean-Jacques, but basically like just glance at Kiralos and felix i mean we're not alone right um i kind of do mind i mean i use it now and right. kind of you do know that helpful. it's there yeah you know it's there what's gotten into you i drank too much we talked about it, Barnack. Don't drink on the job. Jesus fucking to. Christ. It says, I guess he wouldn't change his fucking Christ. He said, like, Magni's beard. Yeah. I'll, I'll just turn it turn, turn, turn around and say, Okay. Uh, uh, this is too much for me. Let's go. <laughs> I think we need some rest. Yeah. Do you mind if Sorry. I tag along? Felix asks as he sits on your shoulder, Barnack. Sure. Um, I'll try to protect you, but you said you wouldn't be able to jump in because you're the part of the tower, right? Oh, I'm not bound to the tower. He is. Oh, and the rest he is. are. Okay. okay, then yeah. I'm independent. So, Contractor, you might by say. By all means. As they're talking, um, JJ does approach the globe and he's just kind of expecting the magical runes and circuitry around it just to kind of okay get a feel for it is there anything in particular that you want to, to figure out I, I would i would like to see if there are any adverse effects that are immediately obvious to touching the thing like if there are any warding runes or anything that might you know um interfere with us um, interacting with the object okay make a make a narcana check Uh, 90s. Okay. You don't spot anything immediately dangerous, although maybe a small part in the back of your brain nags at you and says if you hadn't changed, um, then you would understand this much better. This is definitely an arcane construct, a, a an, essentially a machine that's been created, and it is complex to a measure that you are not familiar with, and in fact that's not common even in Postizia. Um, this is craftsmanship of the highest order. But nothing immediately dangerous, that you can tell. I don't think... Oh. <laughs> I don't think it will eat us alive or anything, so just go ahead. Sure. Um, then all of you yeah. follow me on... Okay. Okay. Um, so you place a hand on it. Nothing immediately happens. Um, but you do recall that uh, Felix said you have to kind of imagine yourself walking into it. Oh, right. 
and I do that. <laughs> okay. So you guys see sort of a, a shimmering ghost of Jean-Jacques take a step forward into essentially the table and then shrinking and his whole body follows. And uh, moments later, you all see the figure of Jean-Jacques step onto the road that's inside of the orb. Um, and, of course, we'll get to Jean-Jacques in a moment, but what do the rest of you do? All right. So now if we break the orb, does he die? <laughs> I don't know. And I'll just touch the orb and, and do the same. <laughs> never okay. killed. So, uh, same thing. Barnack gets shrunken and then steps out behind Jean-Jacques onto the road. Um, Felix will follow right away and then flutter onto, onto Barnack's shoulder. And I assume that the other two follow suit as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. All right. One moment. Allow me to move you guys to the correct place. Um, and I need to drag Felix out here as well. So, you find yourselves on a jungle road. The air around you immediately increases in temperature uh, to be suitable for this climate. And um, overhead, there is a um, mighty sun and clear blue skies. And behind you, the path just stretches on and then turns a corner. Um, and ahead of you, the same thing. There's no indication at all that you are inside any sort of orb of any kind. However, as soon as anyone reaches out or tries to feel that way, you do feel the physical barrier of glass that's simply not visible, but there's just literally an invisible wall that prevents you from um, from moving through it. And we're already this close to the structure. Yeah, this is pretty much um, like this is pretty much where you were deposited. There's a bit more room on the left side where it stretches out into the forest, but as far as you can tell and could tell also from above, uh, like Barnack tried, there was nothing of particular interest there. So you can either um, try to get away from the structure a bit if you wanted to rest first, or you can try to go in right away. Can I know where I've spotted the the black? Uh, you called you call it a sh no, it wasn't a shadow. You said a, a figure, just a figure. A figure, right? A, um, a figure. You saw it move like throughout your conversation just now, and you could glance down at the orb as well. You saw it just move around the structure. Uh, but eventually did lose track of it. Like, it was something you really had to kind of look very closely in order to, to keep track of, and you suspect it has moved from the last location where you saw it, which was essentially, like, to the north of it, of the structure. Okay. Well, um, I guess we need to rest a bit. Mm -hmm. Let's find a good tree to rest next to or something. It's just, just, um, just find the... Uh... Tembate, oh jeez, my accents are all over the place. <laughs> Figures, um, a Tembate place, um, a clearing of sorts. Okay. Um, sure. I guess ten by I mean, ten clearing. You're you're the ranger, Barnax. So yeah, to you. no, I'm just. You never asked me to find a ten by ten clearing before. It's fine. I'll be ask, I'll be finding a ten by ten clearing then, and I'll go around and start searching for okay. a ten by ten clearing. 
Okay. In the meantime, Felix remains on Barnac's shoulder, but stares at Jean-Jacques, like, very interested uh, in, in whatever is going on with that man. Jean-Jacques kind of, like, checks out his clothes and makes sure, like, oh, right, there's some scorch marks here, and just brushes it off. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, searching, I'll kind of, like, look around a little bit, but I'll pass by Tani and be like, Jean-Jacques acting very, very strange. It's like he's back to his normal JJ-iness. Was that was normal for him? No, I mean, right now he's acting normal, but before the globe? Yeah, that hadn't happened before. Yeah, I don't know if I trust whatever's happening or whatever he did in the engine room. Okay. Um, while you guys are speculating, and Barnack has been searching, it's not very difficult. Um, in fact, you probably find yourself hitting the orb's edge uh, pretty soon, but there are multiple clearings. Um, none of them are out of sight of the building. All of them are still within about, let's say, 50 to 60 feet of the okay. building itself. Uh, but you do find multiple clearings in which you could comfortably have a 10 by 10 space. Uh, if you wish. Okay. Um, okay, I'll turn to Jean-Jacques and stand about like 20, 30 feet like, away from him and I'll show him like... Approach him. Why, why didn't you use the, the, the spell that you always use? The, the message one. Oh, right. Okay. And I cast message in the point in him. What you want to talk about? I found the clearing. <laughs> cast it again. Like, right. Okay. And um, he turns around and produces from the pocket, uh, the inside pocket of his robes, a very kind of <clears throat> um, beautifully wound book. Uh, completely dark, like black in a leather book with some engravings on it. And there's, uh, at the very tenor of it, there's just a, uh, and what's the name of it? When that it, it's like protrudes a bit from the cover. It, it's not yeah. an engraving, but then the, the opposite of an engraving embossed, I guess. Yeah. Let's call it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah I know what you mean. It, there's just a, a closed palm hand. Um, and he opens it up and then um, begins like reading from it and casting a spell and it will take me 11 minutes and I will cast um, Liamun's Tiny Hut so yeah uh, as Jean-Jacques is busy um, I would imagine it's probably a bit like walking around the clearing and you're slowly weaving yeah. it into existence so you guys watch as, as he's busy slowly out of nothing this hut begins to appear around him um, and uh, as he's busy, you guys can also do your own things. Uh, is there anything the rest of you would like to do? <clears throat> I want to like stand on the other side of the like pathway from the building and just try to look in. Okay. Um, I don't want to get too close, but make a perception check. Behind. And feel free to ping the 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 actual window that you're trying to use. Uh that's the window okay. I'll use that yeah. one. 
Like most of the windows have like little uh, parts sticking out to indicate that they're windows. Right, it's probably closed. The from the guess because that was a one. No, no, the the most of them actually do seem to be opened, uh, and it seems to be, from what you can tell, it it seems to be being taken care of. It's not like the the building is falling apart or anything. Um, you know, someone probably opened the windows at some point. Uh, what was your perception check? Oh, natural one for a nine. Oh, nice. That's why I said it's probably just closed. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, just looking inside, there's just nothing to see. Uh, you see, um, so there's some, like, uh, relatively heavier curtains that are being blown inside uh, slightly by the wind. And um, you get a glimpse, but all you see is a wooden floor and the outpost of a bed that is set in the corner, um, but doesn't seem particularly interesting um, to any particular degree. So, I'll just reveal like so. There you go. Mm -hmm. Danny, let's, let's, let's scout the perimeter. Let's go around the building. You go one side, I'll go the other. And let's meet up on the other side. But let's try to not get too close to the building. Okay, and as I walk and turn away, uh, anybody that is seeing me, I'm like rubbing at a place and I'm like, ah, did I break something? Okay. Ah, and start walking. I, Barnack just completely gets confused by two party members currently, so he's like, Oh boy, and just leaves. Okay, so you guys start to scout around the perimeter. Do you want to stealth as you do so? I would, yes. Yeah. Alright, so go ahead and roll stealth rolls first. That's good. It's very good. Ooh. Uh, wow. That is... 19? So that's 25 for me. Nice. 23 for me. Very nice. Alright. And then I would like you both to roll perceptions. That's worse. Nineteen. Nineteen. Uh, Seventeen in total. Okay. Um. I will say, Tani, as you are creeping around the right side of the building from our perspective, and you start to head up, you're the first to notice something but it's not inside of the building inside seems entirely calm for both of you you don't hear anything you don't hear any voices or moving doors or anything that could indicate there's anyone alive in there but tani as you head up on the right side maybe 20 feet ahead of you you hear something moving through the jungle underbrush something kind of trying to be stealthy, but not being quite as stealthy as you or Barnack are able to be. <clears throat> and you catch a glimpse of black metal plate, like a, an actual just flat plating, and it steps forward into what seems to be a leg of a bear, and you see a mechanical bear slowly prowling um, around the outside, and it has... Uh, it has not caught sight of you, but it's just kind of prowling around, slowly um, moving so that its joints don't make any noise. And it is carrying in its uh, mouth like this um, 
backpack, similar to what you guys carry, adventurer's backpacks. Um, it's carrying that, and it's just kind of prowling around the building. What would you like to do? I'll stay hidden, I'll do nothing, and I'll continue and... Yep, until I join back to Barnick. Okay. I mean, it's, it's easy enough, you know, you guys are kind of going into a, a, a perimeter search, so um, you can avoid the creature's attention completely. And you managed to make it to uh, to meet with Barnack on the other side of the building, at the top. Barnack, did you see anything? Because I did. I don't believe so. My I was looking, but I didn't see anything. I saw uh, a I mechanical wasn't... bear a mechanical... moving around, and it oh. had. Wait, wait, wait! A mechanical. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it was like black metal. Yeah, mechanical. Of course, it's a mechanical bear in this tower. Why wouldn't and, it be? And, and, and it had some, uh, like, and yeah, I described that he has backpacked in his mouth and, yeah. Yeah. and was prowling around over that area and all that. He didn't does see it, me. Does it look like it had any intent? It was just uh, prowling around. Like, mm. You both hear the crunching of small twigs and leaves underneath a heavy foot and without being spotted yourselves you watch maybe 10 feet away from you as it prowls um, back up you know essentially in the same perimeter that Tani was taking but a little wider mm-hmm. yeah just like that just like that but, yeah okay I don't speak bear do you speak bear Mm-mm. maybe it speaks common Felix? Do you speak bear? No. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe speaks common. Um, yeah, let's let's say hi and then run back to the thing that JJ is doing, because I'm pretty sure he can deal with mechanical bears if we need to. Yeah, I mean he has the apple. Yeah, exactly. And that's mechanical. That's also mechanical, exactly. Maybe he speaks um, bear because of that. He's moving on. Felix mutters in your like between the two of you, uh, yeah. and the, the bear is just like it's already twenty feet away. Let's let's catch that. Let's catch up to it and say hi. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll stalk towards it and try to get as close as we can without first provoking it, and then. Well, with how successful you guys have been, you can essentially walk up behind it and tap it on its back if you wish. So, when no. do you reveal yourself? Thank you for that, but no. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I'm a, a ranger, so I wouldn't do that. So, what I will do is... Oh, this is going to be stupid. But, hey, it worked in the past. So Is it going to be more or less stupid than sneaking up to a bear and touching it? Both. <laughs> So, uh, it is, yeah, I will tell, uh, I will turn to Tani and say, okay, Tani, I will now speak with the bear and I will start speaking bear as well. So I'll tap myself and uh, cast speak with animals and then I'll actually speak bear to the bear. Okay. The moment you open your mouth, 
and make a sound that it can hear, it stops and then takes a defensive posture as it turns around towards you, kind of backing up a little bit. And as you get a better look at it now, you see that um, in some places it's actually been scratched somewhat. Not recently, but just like a sort of wear and tear of, of this creature existing. And it backs up a little bit and it tilts its head somewhat to the side. It's it's not the most friendly looking creature, you know. A bear in the right circumstances can still look fairly cute. This one does not. It is like um, very abrupt plating that imitates the shape of a bear, um, but it lacks the softer features of, you know, it has no fur, it has no um, beady eyes, it just has like two small slits in the metal um, through which it regards you. It does not give a reply. I'll, I'll say in common, Johnny, I just remembered if a bear charges you, you should play dead. And then I'll again speak in bear, and I'll say, hello, bear. <laughs> it just backs up a little further, and it tilts its head a little further to the side. Um, I will give you an insight check, but a disadvantage if you like. Sure. Both of you can make one. I'll also tell Tanya that one, but I'll say it in, let's say, clearly enough so that it hears me as well and say, Tani, I don't think it understands bear. I don't think it speaks bear. That's a 10 on the lower one plus second insight you said. Mm -hmm. That's 12 in total. 12 in total. Um, 20 and at disadvantage. Wow. Okay. Um, I will write something to you, Tani, real quick. Okay, and well, yeah, I'll put my hands a little bit like in front of me and crouch down to maybe barnack size and wince a little bit as I do so and grab up my rib area. Okay, I sent you a message. Um, as Barnack speaks to Tani in common, um, loud enough for it to hear, it does stop backing up and it tilts its head the other way. But it's very cautious, um, and you see it briefly glance between the two of you towards the building. Then it looks around as if to check that there's nothing there, and then it focuses back on the two of you. I whisper, I think it might understand common, then try speaking oh. again. Oh, um, well, I said this in bear, but here it is in common. Hello. Rather, I said hello, bear, but... Make a persuasion check. Um, <laughs> but you can use your wisdom instead of your... Uh, charisma. That's great, though. Hold on. That's a natural 18, just a second. Okay. Um, wisdom, you say. Then that's 20 total. Okay. As you say hello, it inspects you very closely for a good five to, to ten seconds. And then it takes one step forward, stops, goes up on its hind legs, creaking very slightly, raises one paw, and waves. Very much, like, basically. And I then it goes back. back on all four. Yeah, I wave back as well and say, 
Um, since you understand us, would you like to come back to where we are and then talk to someone who might actually be able to talk to you or something? Maybe you could speak back. Are you the lady of the... Yeah, you cannot answer. Well, why am I asking? You just ask like three different questions and it yeah. just ponders for a moment. Then like kind of crouches down with its front legs and then puts both of its paws over its face and waits for a moment and then pulls back. Um, but rather than being like an actual natural animal movement, it seems it's like making a signal specifically for you um, that you obviously don't have any way to interpret right now, but it's definitely trying to send you a signal. Just, and then it goes I, back I, up on all fours. I, I think it, it's telling us like, like roof under the head. So like maybe it wants to go inside. Do you want to go inside? It looks between you and the building. It looks back to you and it goes again. And it covers its its eyes for a moment before going back up on all fours. Yeah. Okay. Um Okay. Perfect. I have if you understand me, I have a friend who can send a message to you and you might be able to respond. Do you want to come back to our camp so that he does it? There's just a pause as it regards you and then it like lowers its head slightly and steps to the side and then looks to the path left and right and waits. That's... Honey, let's go to, to back to camp, and maybe JJ will be able to speak with, with whoever this is. Um, and then I'll kind of whisper to Tani, I really, really, really want to ride a bear once. Mechanical one would be amazing. Okay, let's, let's, yeah, follow us. Don't worry about it, just follow us. Um, we also have food. I don't know if you've ate, if you've eaten anything. Okay. So. And our um, friends are friendly, like us. Yeah. They want, yeah. Okay, so as you guys begin to walk, um, how close are you staying to the building? As as far as for something like I don't want anything to notice us that much. Okay. That's why I we, like I so, said as wide as we could. So I will say that probably as you guys are rounding the corner and you have even just a chance of getting too close, the bear following you moves up beside you. It's not, it doesn't make any particular rush, it just moves up beside you. And as it feels that you get even just a little bit too close, you feel the heavy, heavy metal head push against your side and just gently nudge you further away from the building. Oh, <clears throat> thank you. I, yeah, we should be probably very careful about that. Let's so let's move further away. So w with a to... black metallic bear in tow, uh, you arrive back at the campsite where Jean-Jacques is just finishing up creating the tiny hut. Um, before we continue, Chancey, is there anything that Myra wanted to do in those 11 minutes? Oh, no, probably just talking to Jean-Jacques. You know, the uh, they're scouting out. 
wonder what kind of creatures are here. Hopefully they don't get into any trouble. I mean, they're certainly going to get in trouble. It's, they always do. One of them's going to say, that, let's take a closer look at a creature, and then they're going to go and touch the creature, and then it's going to attack them, and then we're going to have to rush over, and I'm going to lose all this work. But, you know. They know us so well. It's their charm. Yeah. Are you feeling all right? Got uh, a little bit of a banging? Yeah. Never say that word like that again. Um, oh, Myra, you've got a, such a dirty mind. It, I was no, merely... I just don't like how you said it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I'm pretty hurt. I'm out of a lot of my power. Yeah, I'm not doing well there myself. Sleep. Well, this is going to be up for about eight hours, so we could, in theory, rest up in there, but I'm not sure what might be in the area. So, um... I'll just keep, like, watch out towards yeah. the building but like stay in that area to make sure nothing okay. comes up and bothers us then make one more perception check for the building as you're waiting for the other two to, to rejoin you oh that's better um 22 22 i will send you a message on discord as the other two arrive back this is something that you've you'll have seen I see the bear. I'm just gonna like go for my weapon. <laughs> like, what the, f the bear? Why? The bear itself stays outside of the clearing immediately and just kind of pauses cautiously um, as it regards the rest of you. Myra, uh, Myra, no. Zaza. Don't freak out. Don't, don't, freak, don't out. freak out. You have a new friend. And it's, it's a bear. A bear. Mm -hmm. But bears have fur. This one has metal, but this one Told doesn't speak bear. This one speaks common. Understands. Understands common. So, JJ, can you send a message to the bear? So, I don't think you got. I, it, did JJ finish the spell as they arrived, or right before they arrived? I would say probably right before they arrived. Right. Um, so they don't actually see JJ, they just see an opaque oh. dome that's sort of mm. the color of the forest around them. So, you know, greens and, and, and browns. Uh, true, true. Um, probably inside the dome and is talking <laughs> as if there's no barrier. Yeah, yeah. And we don't, so we don't hear you inside. We don't hear... No, you, you can hear. Yeah, sound extends through the dome. Oh, okay. You just can't see yeah, us. I'll post it in the chat so everybody can see, but yeah. Okay. So, J JJ can... Okay. We have a bear. <clears throat> Why? Because it understands us. It understands us, and it's a metal bear. And it's not violent. He's friendly. It's not violent. Right. Because bears weren't scary enough when they were flesh and blood. Now, there's a mechanical one. Yeah, but remember what we're searching for. Or who? 
Right. Or... Maybe the bear has seen them. Right. Okay. Well, I can't leave. Nor can I cast my spells through it. So I'll have to let the bear come inside. Yeah. Um. Alright, I get... Okay. I mean, it, it, it could have killed us, the two of us. Now, when it's four of us, I don't think it, it will be able <laughs> how, to... How large is the bear, Kevin? Uh, it's about barnack sized Okay, so it's not large. No, no. It is uh, It is a medium-sized creature. Okay, well, I will allow the bear to come inside. Okay. Um, It, it does not move. It, it's just sitting on the edge of the clearing, oh, watching oh, the, right. the tent. The, um, the, so, I I don't know your name. I'll just call you Bear. So far, so Bear. Uh, this area is safe area. At least that's what my friend says. So it's like a, it's like where we can take a rest or whatever, and and no one can get to us. So, wanna join? We can try to talk inside. It briefly, it, it does stand up and takes a step forward where maybe a normal bear might sniff the air, for example. It just observes for a good 10 seconds. And then it looks around, it fully turns around, in fact, towards where through the trees you can see uh, the building. And it just kind of uh, dips its head for a moment and then it turns around back and it starts to saunter into the hut, um, pushing through. And it plants itself as far away from all the others as possible, still carrying um, the the uh, sack that it was carrying before. Oh right, this one has a this one has a backpack. That's why we brought it back. Yeah, back. it seems smart. Right. It seems to me that you just thought of that excuse as you saw the backpack had nothing to do with why you actually went and got it. Not listening. <laughs> Never mind. Um, so you wanted me to talk to it, yeah? Yeah. Alright. I'll point a finger at the bear and I'll cast message. Okay. And I'll just say, um, can you hear me, pup? You don't get a message back. Um... But there is something on the other side that receives yours. So, it definitely seems to hear you, but it does not have the capacity to provide anything in return. Um, I'll relay as much to the group. Darn it. Don't think this will work. Um, okay, well, it understands us, so at least it can nod and, and shake its head, so... Um, Mr. Bear, are you a bear? It just tilts its head slightly and doesn't give any particular reply. Yeah. Complex questions have complex answers. I will think on, of the, on this. You're not... Hmm. You're not... Lord Swordenbrand, are you? When you mention the name, the bear kind of, as it's like 
standing in the in in one not a corner obviously because it's a round tent but uh, in one part it kind of backs up a little bit more and it just lowers its head and if this were a natural creature you would think it looked sad it's it's posture it's body language is sad but then it writes itself and it stands back up normal so it wants to convey the message but it doesn't obviously operate in the same way as a biological creature you maybe he maybe you were lord sword and brand that's why okay it um very awkwardly just sways its front body from side to side <laughs> so that's a no that's amazing did you travel with him um it just looks up at jean-jacques and it will paw at the ground twice just like You guys get the impression it has a complex set of gestures that it can use to communicate, but you don't have the the means to interpret all of them. I'll, I'll kind of get a little bit closer. Can we search through the backpack for answers? We won't take anything. We'll put everything back. Make a persuasion check. Me? Make a persuasion yes. check? You were once the very best at those. That's an eight. It kind of backs up a little bit, um, pretty much resting its its back against the the hut's edge at this point. And it looks at the others, and it kind of pushes forward the sack that it puts on the ground, but it watches over it very carefully, like it stands guard above the possessions inside. And it's up to you to decide if you want to brave opening it and venturing I will open it because I mean I'll like like lay everything out so it can see everything and it can keep track of everything that's okay. being so Myra still out. looks quite hurt doesn't she? Oh, I'm, I'm above half at this okay. point okay um okay so you start unpacking yeah you quickly notice um that it's not just a regular bag it is in fact another haversack Similar to the ones that you guys have. Um, so you essentially um, have to turn it inside out in order to get yep. all of the items. Yep. yep. I'll turn it inside out. Okay. Um, a lot of stuff comes out. A lot of <laughs> generic adventuring items. Someone came very well prepared. Um, you see a... Also, you find a set of thieves tools. You find a set of fine clothes, um, a crowbar, pittens, tinderbox, uh, a few rations still left over uh, that seem to have been hastily made, a uh, a rope, and you find a shield and a battle axe that both immediately uh, strike you as being magical in nature. Are there any uh, markings on the weapons and armor? Like... Yes, ones house? that you... No, not that kind, but rather magical okay. markings that okay. um, all of you saw on an item that Jean-Jacques carried only a short time ago. And in fact, one that he used to shoot at people with. Oh. So an artificer's... It seems that way. Weapons. And 
I will say at this point, as you guys are inspecting, and the bear stands guard, um, you can get a closer look at it as well. And you see that around the neck, it actually has a very thin layer of similar markings um, engraved. And then right in the middle, it just says in, in the common tongue what you think is a name. And it says, Napoleon. Okay. Interesting. No, not Napoleon. Is that your name? It briefly just dips its head, as if it were okay. being introduced. Okay. Well, I'm Barnack. I'll dip my head as well. It stares and at you. So I'm Barnack. And yeah, we're trying to find Lord Sordenbrand. Bring him home. And my voice broke for a moment. <laughs> so from the inside, the dome is op uh, is see-through, right? Yeah, correct. So as you say this, it raises its head again, and it looks at you very intently, or at least you get that impression. And then it turns the head very distinctly towards the building and just looks in that direction for a good 20 seconds to make the point. Yeah, so so he's in there. Yeah. I did see, or at least I thought I saw a figure in there while Jean-Jacques was setting up the dome. Are you scared of something inside, Napoleon? It tilts its head slightly um, as it looks at you, Jean-Jacques, and doesn't give any other reply. Um, you suspect scared might not be mm. a term that applies to it very often. Yeah, 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 and it's uh, set of when, parameters. Yeah. When Jean-Jacques said that, I'm just going to look, look at him and look back to the bank you realize it doesn't have hands. It can't open any of the doors to get in if it wanted to, right? Right, but it's a mechanical bear. It could just barrel through the door. Barrel? <laughs> he just gives a smirk to Barnack. Like... I mean, right? Yeah, it could use its bare hands. <clears throat> So it does have hands. So. No, it has paws. <laughs> <laughs> Give everyone disadvantage. Oh, Tommy, bless your heart. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I will say, amongst the belongings, as you guys are talking and sifting through, you do find a signet ring. Um, which holds Elena's house symbol, essentially. I mean, it's not a typical noble house, um, but for her yeah, but family. Yeah, letters and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's yeah, her, okay. her official seal symbol of her family name. Right, so it seems like we've found him. Yeah. Um, I... we, we do need to rest a bit, but... Right. Okay, Napoleon, do you believe that we should hurry and Finding Lord Sardenbrand. 
There's a brief pause, but as soon as you essentially said, Lord Sordenbrand focused on you very intently, and then just once again scraped the front paw through the dirt twice. And that's it. But before we continue the conversation, Napoleon, can you say yes for me? Right. Can you say no for me? And it starts again. The sway left to right. Right. What the fuck uh, is the paw thing then? I know. Can you say I don't know? Just stares and tilts his head slightly. Can you, can you say, say maybe? It just stares and tilts its head slightly the other way. Can you say please? Stares. Yeah, I, I don't think Lord Sternbrand was teaching the bear how to be polite. Um, you guys all hear a slight giggle as Felix is sitting on Barnack's shoulder and just basically just having the time of his life watching you guys. <laughs> yeah, he's enjoying himself. And his tail is like swatting back and forth, so every like couple of seconds you just feel a tail swat you in the back of the head, Barnack. Yeah. Let's just sit down for a while, have a little bit of a breather, heal up, and then we can go inside. Yeah, but, but my question was, should we stay here for late hours, or should we just have a little breather? I mean, I can do this Oh, just I can do this again. Okay. It's, n it, it's not a problem, but Okay. Uh, he kind of like tilts his head to the side and he says I can probably do this again. Sure. Okay. I will say I, I'm very low on spells but if we go in there after a short rest well I might be healthy. I don't know how much help I'm going to be. Yeah. I... Me too. But I can... I could take a little bit of time and get back some of me power. Maybe Tani and I should go that. in first to scout the place. I'm... Let's let's not split, split up. <laughs> just, just chaotically. No, don't split the party. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, that works. So, short rest, breather. Should we sleep a bit? Okay, I actually have an idea. Um, Napoleon, if you believe that we should hurry up, nod. Napoleon um, stares at you for a moment, and you think it's going for a nod, but actually after a moment of pa pause, it just begins to push at the items that have been spread out, and it begins trying to push them back towards the bag. I'll put him back yeah, to where. Yeah, we'll help him. We'll help him. 
Um, so that's what it does, but it does not seem to have a reply for your question. You're not sure if Napoleon is capable of forming opinions on such matters. It has, you know, um, it has certain things that it wants, from what you can tell, but um, I, those seem fairly simple. I, I think I know another question which might help us, and that is Napoleon, is Lord Sordenbrand hurt? Yes. He is hurt. We should probably hurry up then. Right. I just need an hour or so. I'm not going to be able to help Lord Sordenbrand very much if he is hurt. Just an hour. Yeah, that's... And I don't have any potions. Uh, uh... When you've finished putting the items back, Napoleon takes the bag, puts it to the side, and then puts himself back on on his, like, behind, and just sits, and just sits there waiting, looking around. Oh, I don't have any potions either. Yeah. No, I got one. One small one. And I got a, a healer's kit, so I could, even if, well, let me, even if he's hurt, I can help out a little bit. Okay, just to, good. uh, Make sure he doesn't die. Yeah. Napoleon comes back up, puts the head back down, looks briefly towards the building, and then again covers both of his eyes, of it, uh, of its eyes. Does Does that mean you won't be coming with us inside? Yeah. That's a very loaded question. Like. Yeah. It... Will do you, Do you want to come with us inside? Yeah, even like the the way you phrase the question, whatever he said, yeah. it could also mean the opposite thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shit. But right after uh, it indicates that it intends to come along, it once again stands up, looks at each of you, then look turns like its entire body towards the building, and then again covers its eyes briefly. And then sits back down on its hind legs. I understand. He wants us to be silent. Or rather, we should not be seen. See? He doesn't see us. He sees us. You just hear, hear giggling from your shoulder. Jean-Jacques already, uh, he, he sat down sort of like cross-legged. And he's got his eyes closed and is just kind of like muttering to himself. Um... Deep in meditation. Or there'll be a monster that's invisible and we can't see it, or we shouldn't stare at it, because something will happen. Or, or it's maybe... dark in there. Oh yeah, it might mean that it's dark. Okay. Sorry, that's well, just really funny. We we could discuss this for an hour and get a short rest. Nah, <clears throat> I don't know. I think it broke something, so I might. Wait, Tani, hold on. Mm -hmm. You've you've acted like that for a while now. What? Can you? Are you okay? Well, it hurts right here, and I'll point to like my rib area. It's starting okay, do, to hurt. 
Do I remember if anything hit her there? Well, she went un unconscious twice, so... Um, she was definitely hurt badly. Yeah, yeah, but nothing, like, directly... I remember, like, the, the clock thing, or rather, that's what happened. Well, it was in the middle of combat. You didn't have the yeah, time so to track that yeah. specifically. Yeah. Um, how are... You're not feeling well, then, are you? Well, maybe a short rest will help you as well. Let's catch a breather, an hour, and then let's go inside. You guys all go to sit down and have your short rest then? I so well rest. I will say that as you go to sit down and, and rest and you start to talk a little bit amongst yourselves, Napoleon gets back up and kind of starts patrolling for the first ten minutes or so. But then as it... In, watches the interactions between you and maybe you know you talk a little bit more about injuries needing rest etc um realizing perhaps what you were intend to do napoleon comes up to each of you and grabs your bedroll from your pack and pulls at it and pull, tries to pull it out for each of you wait napoleon wait that's for me hold on i sleep there i can find you another one I think he's trying to tell us to sleep. Oh. That means we have time. I'm pretty much up for that, then. Yeah. Jean-Jacques. Like sleep. Jean-Jacques, you said this is for eight hours? This will... For eight hours, right? Can I respond, Kevin? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because like okay. stuff that you can do over a short rest is still, you know, you're still interactable. Okay. Yeah, he just answers, uh, "I." It's uh, for eight hours, so, and it's completely safe. Not nothing can come inside, as long as, well, nothing can break it down, like I would. Okay. Then you guys rest up. I'll take the first watch just to be sure if something tries to knock it down. I'll talk to Felix for a bit. Um, since okay. we're going to take a long rest, I'll go over to Tani and be like, let me see your side first to make sure it's not too bad. Okay. Um, make a medicine check. Um, can I help with this? Um, no, because it's like physically like feeling the, the actual spot yeah, yeah. and seeing if there's, you know, uh, injury. 14. Tani has cracked a rib and uh, you suspect it will take quite a bit of healing to get it right again. I will use my last third level spell slot for cure wound. Okay. Um... Yeah, yeah, with a 14 minutes and check, that seems reasonable. Isn't Barnack quite hurt? No, he's not. He he was he he's, healed up. He's still spitting blood a bit, but he's fine. Yeah. Um, since JJ is perfectly fine. Okay, sorry. Nine points of healing to Tani. For third level. A one, a two, and a one, plus my... Uh, oh my god. 
Oh, this reminds me of Echo. It's pretty much the entirety of the healing they they did during the entire campaign. Echo wasn't built for healing. <laughs> um, so yeah, Tani, you feel the healing flow through you. You regain the hit points that are provided. But both of you become aware, and this is maybe something that on a campaign level is a bit newer, but with severe injuries like this, where you've gone down once or twice, um, it takes more healing than this to get it fully uh, repaired. So um, you're not sure what the threshold is at the moment, but you suspect Tani probably needs a couple of healing spells, even if she's otherwise fine, um, to get to full uh, functionality. Then I will spend my last three spell slots. Oh my, okay. They're all first level. Go ahead and roll all the healing then. Okay. I love it, Kevin. So excited <laughs> that you introduced that. Math. I'll like just give you the like max total. I'm gonna introduce mm -hmm. these these injuries. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, give me the individual spell healing actually for okay. each one. Sorry. Um, eleven. Okay. Ten and ten. So after the second spell you feel the, the rib right itself. And it's actually really, like, very brief but very painful moment for Tani as it, like, pushes back into place. Um, but after this... So you have one spell slot left, if you wish. Um, but right then, Oof. Tani, you feel it go back to normal. Okay. Oh, thanks. I'm going to use that against you guys. The inspiration. <laughs> of course. <laughs> nah, we'll see. But, um... Yeah, so, uh, Tani, finally, you know, that, that kind of nagging pain that you didn't realize was actually building up is finally gone um, from you. Oh, thank you. Uh, I feel like my normal self again. Okay, now I'm going to go sleep. <laughs> All right. So you guys can go and get some rest, uh, get some sleep. And um, Barnack, you wanted to take the first watch? Yes. Okay. Well, as Barnack says that, um, JJ approaches him and he says, um, you know, you look a little bit hurt and I'm perfectly fine myself. I so... don't... <coughs> There's like a lot of blood just on the ground. <laughs> that yeah. like Felix flies just, away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. JJ That's... just kind of looks at it and he's like, yeah. why did you go to sleep? I don't think I could fall asleep anyway. Yeah, okay. Uh, but wake me up, then in two hours I'll take the next watch. Will do. Okay. As you guys are Felix. talking about watch, and you call for Felix, uh, you watch as Napoleon sits in the middle of the tent, and again sits on his hind legs, but the head goes up, and you see both eyes just kind of, you know, looking out towards the back, essentially, and then the head begins slowly rotating, and the eyes are glowing slightly. <clears throat> I guess I can sleep and hopefully not dream of bears rotating heads. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. See it. And I'll just fall asleep if Felix... I'll just say bye to Felix. And okay. Felix comes up and actually does give you a slight like nudge on the head. Um, affectionately, almost, you would say. And then flies over to, to Jean-Jacques um, and sits down in front of him. Looking around, interested, curious, you know, eager to be uh, seeing some new stuff. 
All right. Um, is there anything in particular um, you guys want to do during the night and uh, during your watches? I will during like as everybody goes to sleep. Um, I'll actually like pull out the the sword mm-hmm. that I have on me and pull out the the book. Okay. And I'll just place them on the ground in front of me and just stare at them for like a little bit. Kind of just kind of there's a pensive look on JJ's face as he tries to process the past few hours mm-hmm. pretty much. Felix sitting just there kind of, just kind of sits on the other side of where you've put this down. And like in the middle of your being pensive just goes Where did you conjure those up? That's not a skill that a lot of people should have anymore. You know, I'm really not that sure. Uh, When did this start? I think it started when we left the engine room. It started during the fight with the security forces. What happened down there exactly? Well, you see, there's like a few versions. I don't. I I remember. I went inside the um. I, I the engine, I guess. Oh, you're not it supposed was, to do that. Yeah, I'm starting to think that I might have needed to think that through a little bit more. There's um, protective suits for doing maintenance on the engine that close. Right. Probably something that Gerolo should have mentioned, I think. Well, I'm pretty sure he didn't mean for you to get that close. Tell me, have you noticed anything disappearing about yourself? Um, especially fingers, toes? Check my fingers and toes. Okay. They all seem fine. No, nothing nothing like that, but um, maybe something a little bit more substantial in some ways. It's, um, yeah, he kind of trails off, lost in his thoughts. Right. Well, um, that sounds tough. But, um, Maybe if we're successful here, we can uh, fix that. Yeah. I'm not sure... Um... Yeah. Maybe. This seems to be quite useful at the moment, though, so... Yes, but I can't stand the way you're talking. Uh, do you prefer me to talk like this, then? It's a little more bearable, yes. The other one's just a little too much like him, and points towards Barnack with one paw. 
Fair point. Yeah, and and I just. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't do that for sure. I don't know. I haven't heard you sleep yet. Right. Also, I'm getting the impression you don't actually have to be on watch as Felix looks up at the bear and you become aware of the very slow, like, mechanical ticking yeah. of the, the essentially the cog wheel as it moves. Yeah, I don't think I'd need to be on watch either. I just needed a minute. Okay. Um, do you still wake up someone else for the watch? No, I just go to sleep. Okay. After like an hour or so. Okay. Um, Here. Does anyone want to awaken and do anything else during the night? Have a conversation of any type? Wait, during the night. I will say outside stays completely clear blue skies. The only shade that you have is literally from the trees around you that are just blocking it enough along with the with the hut to prevent you from like heating up significantly. Um Barnack, I saw you nodding maybe? No, I, I was no? nodding okay. through descriptions. I was like uh, if if JJ uh, wakes me up, uh then yes, but if JJ doesn't wake me up then I will not wake up by myself. Okay. Okay, sounds good. Then I will just quickly look something up until um, Chansey is back because she wanted to do something during the night. And I need to find something in my notes, which is from a while ago. How <laughs> oh, darn. And. No. Okay, um, Chancy, are you back? Okay, so, um, you find that you haven't been awakened for the watch, but, you know, each of you has your moments throughout the night where you can kind of come to consciousness and, if you wish, take up to two hours to, to rest lightly instead, um, which does happen to you later than you might have wanted to, uh, it to, as you realize that, uh, the others have decided, either consciously or unconsciously, to, to rely on the bear to keep watch for the moment so what would you like to do um, oh wait no, you told me um, I would like you to make an arcana and an investigation check I am not good at either of these investigation okay no negatives arcana Eight in the investigation and nine. Okay. Um could very well be what you think it is, um, the things that you're comparing. But you kind of need an expert eye on it, someone other than yourself who can look at what you are looking at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. In any case, um, we do come towards the end of the spell, and it's probably been about seven and a half hours by the time that uh, the spell fades, so you have a little more resting to do, but thankfully none of you actually took a full watch, um, so you can spend the last half hour kind of coming to, talking quietly in the forest clearing, um, and regaining the last of your um, your abilities, but you get to full health, uh, full spell slots, 
full abilities and are ready for what you might call a new day, even though it doesn't seem like any day has passed at all. Which, considering your past few days, weeks, years uh, on the island, is probably not that new anymore, but still disconcerting to face another form of time manipulation, um, as far as you can tell. So, the bear puts its head back down, the eyes stop glowing, and writes itself, once again, grabbing the pack and readying itself to for another day. What would you guys like to do? I sent you a message on Discord. Ah, sorry. Uh, no, you are exactly as you are. Okay. All right, then, shall we? Why, why the long faces? Well, you know, I was just hoping after a long rest, some things would, you know, be a little different. Okay. Um, it's fine. Probably so, not <laughs> <laughs> so, is Napoleon still? Like that, or is he... No, he's righted himself. Uh, or okay. It has righted itself, rather. Um, Napoleon? I have a... weird and... weird question, but... do you think, or rather, is it dangerous inside? Okay. Then, may I ride you inside? May I be a dwarf on a bear? Okay. It's worth a, it was worth a try. At that point, Felix lands on the bear's back, and the bear doesn't seem to notice or care. Um, of course, and he gets to do anything. Just kind of sits there. Uh... So we got full health back, finally. Yes, you did. And all spells back, back so... <clears throat> and dice, hit dice, so half of our total hit dice, right? Yes, half of your hit dice return. Perfect, so I'm full now. Used half. I was at full already. Okay. Okay, show Please. off. So, so... Uh, do you guys think we should be stealthy? Do you guys think we should... Slowly go inside, or should we just bang through the door and and let them know we're there? If it's dangerous inside, we probably shouldn't make our presence known. That being said, I will most likely give away where we are. Uh, stay close to me. I don't think you will. Just stay close to me. Okay. Also, Napoleon, Felix, you two stay close to me as well. Especially you, Napoleon. You're metal okay there's no response from the bear yeah. just stands facing the the building and is otherwise so so completely still and probably in anticipation that um it you you, you might think it just run out of it's just run out of power 
Is there only one door, or are there multiple? So I've you have seen all door. seen a door on the front. Um, there Each is the an additional door in the back that Tani and Barnak have seen uh, in the top left. Where there's a small okay. door here. Uh, um, what, about, and... what about this one? Yeah, hold on. There's two more on the right side. So here, um, I'll just ping it quickly like this. But yep. here is a door, and similarly up here is a door as well. Okay, so those are all doors. Yep. Yeah. So you have four doors. Four doors, and that's what it's called. It's the four door in. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Napoleon, which door did Thorburn go into? Napoleon briefly orients itself and then points its nose towards the front door. At least what you think is the front door, the one that's closest um, to the road here. I actually, just as an FYI, I think I made a mistake. I don't actually have the ability to cast the message cantrip. Oh. So, <laughs> well, sorry about that. Maybe you faked it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Sure. All right. I mean, you know, you were never more than oh, like wait. fifteen feet away from anyone. Who used it. Yeah. No, I did for Barnett, but I think I just no. Yeah, I, I do have it. Never mind. Never okay. Mind. Yeah, I was just looking at the wrong thing. Okay. Good. Cool, cool, cool. So, um, I should position you guys roughly. So your your clearing that you found was actually more like over here. So you're looking at it from this direction as you approach. Okay. Uh, are we all ready? We know the drill. I'll get us a bit more stealth stealthy, and then mm -hmm. we go in, one by one. Mm -hmm. Myra, maybe you should take the point? I guess. I, I will go first. Um, I'll yeah. stay close to you. Yeah, stay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go yeah. second then. Okay. So... How do you approach this, Myra? Um, I, cast, I cast Pass Without Trace before she approaches it, though. Okay. Go ahead and roll stealth, um, everyone, if you are stealthing. Yeah. Oh, that's actually pretty damn good. 27. Wait, no. Do I have disadvantage on my stealth? Uh, I might be from heavy armor, yeah. Don't you use medium armor? No, I have a breastplate. It's still... Um, Restplate's light, and I don't think has disadvantage. It's it's heavy armor, but it doesn't have disadvantage, because it's only a breastplate. It's medium armor, okay. but indeed it does not have disadvantage. Oh. It's medium? Okay. Yeah. yeah cause... I can never remember. Yeah, no. Did you not? It's no worries, but yeah, you don't have disadvantage, so you're good. Um... 32. 27 for me. Nice. Rolled an 18. Let me see here. I rolled a 17, but... I rolled the same, but I guess I got... I get a negative one to myself, so yeah, we need a yeah. 17. Okay, 31. so 17, 31, Tani? Mine was 27 okay. with the plus 10. Tani's was okay. 20 with the plus 10. Kira? Uh, I rolled a 12 in total, so plus 10. Oh, okay, 22. That's what that nice. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Which and is Shandra? fairly low, considering. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Right. 
Okay. Um, surprisingly, the bear, as it follows you, uh, seems to mimic your movements, and it's doing very well. Um, you don't hear a creak of metal. You don't hear its footfalls. Um, it is passing perfectly between all of you and not making a sound to draw attention. Um, oh, Nicola, could you update the current me, actually? Um, since we have oh, advanced okay. a little bit. Um, yeah. No worries. And um, Felix, the uh, flying cat, flies up, actually, outside of your reach, um, but stays close enough to benefit from the spell and disappears entirely. Uh, sometimes you see, like, a blink of a wing, but that's about it. So, stealthy and all. Myra, what do you do? I, I go straight up to the wall and then, like, scale the wall to get to the door. Uh, okay. That way I'm not in... Okay, so you cross quickly, and you, you get to the wall, and then you start to kind of, like, um, shimmy along uh, carefully, and then you get to the door, which, um, perhaps to your surprise, or perhaps not, you find unlocked. Okay, I'm gonna listen in first. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, interesting. Uh, one second. Need to find a particular stat. Okay, very nice. Um, from the other side, as you press your ear to the wall, or to the door, almost as if um, the, the, the walls and the door were so thick that it was blocking out all sound until you put your ear to it, you, um, you hear a voice, and it's just briefly, um, it's speaking a language that you don't know, because I don't believe that you know Sylvan, correct? Nope, Common and Elvish. But you can recognize it, um, because you've also been in contact with Sylvan uh, quite a few times recently. And um, you hear two different voices, one female and one male, briefly have an exchange, and then all fall silent as you hear a door close on the other side. I think I, like, look back to people talking, like, really low. Yeah. Um... And I'll slowly open the door. Okay. As you open the door um, and reveal what's inside, you reveal the entry hall of the inn in which uh, you find a couple of benches and behind a desk with a ledger on it, you find a um, rather slightly rough-looking, completely elven... Uh, gentleman sitting who is um, who sits there kind of quietly uh, reading a book but as he sees you he smiles warmly and uh, speaks again in that language that you don't understand but also beckons you in and you gather that um, that he is saying welcome come in as, as can well, I can look to Jean-Jacques because I know I believe Jean-Jacques is the one who bleaks Sylvan if I remember correctly you, you do remember him speaking Sylvan. Uh, yeah, <laughs> whether or not you know it now. <laughs> Fair enough. So I'll kind of go in. And I'll, like, make a point to have Jean-Jacques come in second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he does. Okay. Um, so you, you enter, and um, Jean-Jacques, you do in, indeed understand, um, as you become, vi or... or apparent to to the man behind the desk the elf behind the desk rather you uh he speaks to you as well he says 
Ah, <coughs> welcome to our humble abode. It's wonderful to see you. Please come forward. Bring in any friends that you have. We're more than happy to meet with you and uh, provide you room and board for the for the night and for as long as you need. May I ask and your name? He's speaking in, in Sylvan. In Sylvan currently, yes. Okay. All right. So um, JJ does respond in Sylvan. Okay. Says, um, thank you very much for your kindness. Um, these are my compatriots. We are known as the Ashen Hearts. My name's Jean-Jacques Dupois. And I point to the rest and introduce them one okay. by one. Do the rest actually reveal themselves? Or do any of you stay outside? Uh, uh, yeah, I, do, I introduce the visible ones. Okay, okay. I guess. Uh, okay. I will say Felix, uh, after he see- hears talking, flies inside and lands on your shoulder. Um, and you just catch a genial smile from the man. And he begins writing down names um, and such. And uh, after you finish introducing... Um, he uh, stands up, having finished his writing, and he says, uh, My name is Jaros. I am very happy to be your host for the day. And uh, may I ask how long you might be staying with us? As he's speaking, I just like to very, like, studiously uh, inspect his appearance in the room and just kind of try to take in as much information as I can, looking for any signs of danger or anything like that um well you can do one of one of while the he's writing so, i guess yeah yeah you can writing, either do sorry. like a perception check to see if there's any obvious danger outside of him or you can make an inside check to read him specifically i will huh and just to clarify you've introduced yourself i assume maybe felix and myra so far. I guess so, yeah. I don't know if the rest joined in or not. Mm. We didn't really... So, that's a good question. In the moment, as you hear... As you see Jean-Jacques being beckoned inside and start to speak in Sylvan, um, Tani and Barnack, do you choose to enter as well, or do you remain out of sight? I guess I would have translated, maybe, as well. Like, as he speaks, I'll translate, and then I'll speak... And then say what I said. Sure. Um, just so that everybody's aware, at least, of what the conversation is about. I'll do an inside check. Okay. Um, to, I was clocked before I moved. Fuck. Great. <laughs> Ten. Okay. Um, seems like a very friendly elven man. Pure-blooded elf. Okay. Mm. Can you remind me of his name again? Uh, Jaros, J H A A R O S. Jaros, okay. I'll put it in the Twitch chat for you. So, um, oh, actually, I can do that even better. But yeah, what would you like to do after he asks you uh, whether you intend to stay, uh, or how long you intend to stay? Yeah, um, I'll say, um, well, uh, despite your great hospitality and uh, wonderful demeanor. Hope that we won't be staying for too long as we're um, hopefully just passing by. We're looking for somebody, a friend of ours that um, rather, uh, I guess a a friend of a friend of sorts that we're hoping we can reconvene with and mosey out of here. Oh, I see. 
Well, perhaps one of the other visitors has heard of your friend. I'm afraid uh, it does not strike any chord with me, but you're welcome to socialize and ask questions as you prefer. Uh, you'll find my wife um, behind the counter, so she'll serve you drinks, food, anything that you need, and um, my son will show you to your rooms once you head on in. Um, so please, make yourselves comfortable, take a load off, sit down, rest, enjoy yourselves, and if you require anything, please don't hesitate to ask. Uh, from the outside, I'll, I'll like, kind of not really yell, but say a bit, a bit, uh, a bit loud, loudly. Ask him if, if they, if pets are okay. Ask if it's a <clears throat> pet friendly place. Do you allow pets inside? Um, takes a glance at Felix, which is the obvious pet that he would expect you to, to be talking about, and says, Oh, absolutely not a problem. Uh, we engage guests with familiars all the time. Right. Something a bit larger than that, like dwarf-sized. Um, takes a moment to consider. It would be preferred if you could keep them outside, if that's at all feasible. But otherwise, we can allow you entry through one of the other doors so that you can direct them straight to your rooms. But I must ask that you keep them restrained in the public areas. Um, of yeah. course, we have our other guests to think about, and animals of that size are not typically. Yeah, I translate all tell of him, that. Tell him he's a good boy. And then I'll show myself with a bear. Okay. I'll beckon, beckon Napoleon say, It's your turn. As, so, multiple things happen. As you uh, come forward and you show yourself, you catch a smile from the gentleman. Um, and he says to you, as he recognizes your voice, in common, as he responds, I understand it may be a very well-behaved animal, but unfortunately this is our policy. But if you are very insistent, I am happy to show you where to show them inside once you have been assigned to your rooms. And as Napoleon comes and pushes forward as well, um, Napoleon stops in the doorway beside you. And then as Napoleon looks at the man, just gently, or not, not so gently actually, begins trying to push you away from the door and away from the building. With no clear explanation, obviously. He's just seen the man and then started pushing you away. Seen the elf, rather. Can I see and this happening? Yeah, I think so. I think it's pretty obvious. I'm gonna insight check the elf again. Okay. What are you? Question. What are you looking for? I'm just trying to see if there's like vibe check in him, essentially. Okay, so you do a vibe check and Barnack. Uh, that's a thirteen. Yeah. Question is: Is it the same as when he pushed me out of the way of the building when we were rounding the? Floor? It's a similar motion, yes, but it's more forceful. You like he's not trying to overpower you but mm -hmm. um there's definitely a get aside get away kind yeah. of feeling to it okay. uh, uh I'll, I'll then speak in common and say um just a moment he he gets antsy like this I'll, I'll be right back and then i'll leave like five feet away like outside so the the man doesn't see us again taking this opportunity can i do now like a perception check or some other check to ascertain if there's any clear danger 
within the room outside of the elf. Okay, you can make a perception check, and Tani, what are you doing in the meantime? Oh, Jesus. I was staying at the, very close to the door this entire time, and as I see Barnack being pushed, I think I want to go out, too. Okay, so you kind of step back outside. Um, the friendly-looking elf gentleman just looks at you as you start to back up, and as Barnack also leaves a little bit, uh, like, leaves back outside, and just goes... I'll try to nod politely as I go out. You're, you're more than welcome here. We would be very happy to meet with you and to hear your stories and to learn about you, but there is no obligation to stay. But know that you are welcome. Um, so, um, 13 uh, on the vibe check. Chancey, I sent you a message on Discord. And Jean-Jacques, what was your perception check? Eight. Eight. It's a fairly barren room to begin with. Um, there's a bench and a, and a very simple writing table. It's not even a desk, really. It just has, like, one drawer underneath in which some papers are being kept, uh, as far as you can tell, because he pulled the paper out from it to write on when uh, when you arrived. But that's it. There's nothing that stands out to you as particularly dangerous in this room. Um, Barnack and Myra, what, the, what are you two doing in this? Uh... Um, I'll kind of just, like put my hand up to tell well like one moment and I'll go outside and just kind of go to Barnack and Connie's like, do you want us to get a room and we can bring in the bear the other entrance yeah well um Napoleon doesn't like the moment he saw the the elf yeah. pushed me back and it was the same motion as last time like pushing me out of the danger so yeah I I trust the bear's instinct, but I can't pick up why I don't trust this. I mean, besides the fact we're in a globe and everything in this tower has been very, very weird. Maybe maybe let us all go to the other entrance. So all think, of us. I think because... we need to have rooms first so we're closer to the okay, entrance let's... where rooms are. Yeah. Let's get rooms so let jj get rooms for us for all I, of us I, I think we shouldn't split up one person no i mean i don't us. i shouldn't go no that's yeah. fine you and tani stay with napoleon and i'll stay with jj and felix yeah um but we need to tell them that we can <coughs> them anyway yeah so that's true okay let's okay Napoleon, um, still we have gently to nudging against your leg. We have to go inside to save Lord Swordenbrand. He he stops nudging and looks like literally the head comes up and looks at you, and then turns towards the building, puts his head down on the ground again, and once more covers his eyes, and then but very briefly and then stops and gets back up and then steps aside for you to approach the building. <laughs> Sorry, I just read someone in the chat describing what Napoleon actually is and it sounds pretty ridiculous. But um <laughs> hmm. 
Okay, do you still want to come with us? He nods yes. Okay. But then let's let's stay close. Just so if anything happens we can protect you. Raises one paw and covers one eye. Like sort of trying to f repeat the gesture from just now, but even more quickly. And I'll just do the same like. Let's see. Okay. Um just kinda stares at you for a moment. And very briefly brings up like the mechanical nose and just nudges your bow, then again covers one eye, and then steps aside to wait for you to lead him. Barnack's brain just explodes from all that information. <laughs> um but no, hold on. So he nudged my bow and then stepped aside so that we can go inside. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, that's actually a good good thing. Um, question: uh, The haversack that cannot have a whole bow inside, right? Because mm. it's part, of, or or can it actually I think hold it can. the bow? Okay, you can unstring the bow and it becomes literally a staff. Yeah, because if you yeah. unstring the bow, it becomes uh, sort of like yeah, yeah. A staff essentially. Okay. Then I will do that and have a walking staff now. Okay. Not really like pushing against it, but since it's a magical weapon, I don't think I would be able to break break it just by. No, you on definitely it. can't break it. Um, yeah. So. It's yeah. So, it's just not. It it's like, it obviously straightens out, but it retains some of the shape. It's not yeah. fully like a staff. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, yeah I meant more shape-wise a staff, not necessarily that it looks like one. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'll still, like, grab it and... Uh, okay. okay, don't don't worry. They will not take care of it. And okay. I'll go inside, back inside. Okay. Um, so, yes, we would like to, to take your offer. Um, well, hold on, hold on. While you were oh, obviously sorry. having this conversation, yeah, 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 Jean-Jacques and Myra... Uh, oh, sorry, Jean-Jacques and Felix were inside. Um, Myra, you backed out, right, to have this brief chat with Barnack yeah, as well? Yeah, and then I'll head back in. Okay, so you come in, but Jean-Jacques, um, after kind of checking around, see if there's anything dangerous, what else would you like to do? Um, I guess I'll just strike, like, up a, a, a little bit of a like casual conversation with him, I'll just say, um, are you the um, proprietor of this establishment, then? I am indeed. This is my inn. Very nice. I Thank mean, you. Well, it's in the one room, but do you get many guests here? From time to time. It's been a bit slow lately, but um, I think we, we prefer quality over quantity, and I I can tell that you're quality guests, so I'm certain that we will be very happy to have you and to learn about you. Well, that's mighty nice of you. I hope that we do get to learn much about one another. Um, I'm certain we have will. Have you had any guests recently? I, I do believe we currently have one... One moment. And he goes into the into the drawer... Like produces another folded piece of paper which has just a list of names on it. Most look very faded and very old, mm. and then there's one name that's been newly added at the bottom. Um, which you can make a perception check to see if you can read it upside down. Okay, let me check. I don't know if this is worth it, but I think I might want to use it. As an 
I will risk it for the biscuit. I'll use the timepiece and give myself advantage on all ability checks for five minutes. Okay. And I'll so a nineteen. Okay, so I will say it's probably around this time, or maybe it's in fact this very moment that draws Myra back inside. But both of you only hear the very distinct ticking of a clock speeding up before fading. <clears throat> um, 19, you said. Yes. It is indeed upside down, written in Sylvan, the name Patrick Swordenbrand. He looks at the paper only for a moment as you get this glance, then puts it away and says, we currently, in fact, have three guests, which I'm certain will be very happy to meet you. Oh, that's wonderful. We've been on the road for some time, so I can imagine. new company's always welcome. Certainly. Shall I show you in? Well, I'd be remiss if I weren't to ask. Uh, is there an admittance fee, or...? Not at all. We pride ourselves on providing a service to our communities. And we're very happy to put you up, provide you with a fine meal, or even several if you choose to stay here for a while. And all we ask in return is that you pay us with a few stories about yourselves. I see. Will your friends be joining That's us? Just... And in fact, this whole conversation ever since he checked the list, or rather probably since he talked to Barnack as well, has been in common. Um, so yeah. he's been speaking common since then. I turn around and then... I see them, I guess, entering, right? The... Yeah, Myra and then Barnak and Tani uh, following along. And um, the bear resting, or probably waiting in the doorway. Um, and uh, Jaros, as he sees all of you kind of crowding in, says, uh, it will be a pleasure to host you. Um, if you would like your pet to also be allowed inside, then please um, instruct them to wait, and I will show you momentarily to the door um, that will take them not through the main common area. Okay. May, may I go with with my pet? Of course, you're free to area? wait with them. Yes, I will. That's a good thing. Excellent. Well, then the rest of you, please follow me. And um, he goes to open the door and lead you guys into the main uh, area, which I will reveal now. As he does, I'll just, with my back turned to him, whisper and point towards Barnack, and I'll cast message. And I'll just say, um, be careful. Don't don't get into any trouble. Never. As in the trouble part, not the be careful. No, no, part. I'm taking that as the yeah, never be yeah, careful. You take and... it. Yeah, take it. <laughs> take it however you want to. So one second, I'm just doing the reveal so that the shadows are correct. Um, this way. There we go. Roll 20 is so cool. <clears throat> um, so, you guys are led into the main chamber, and you see immediately to your left, there is uh, a closed-off area, which has much more lavish furnishings, uh, in which you do spot um, an elderly woman, also elven, full-blood elf, everyone that you see here is a full-blood elf, um, 
sitting there quietly, um, not doing anything in particular at all. And then further up ahead, uh, you see there's a, a, a gentleman sitting up here um, by a table. And there is a uh, silver-haired woman behind the bar, also fully elven. And she's currently just uh, cleaning, you know, very typical barkeep stuff, just cleaning a, a mug of ale. Um, she seems to be in more working clothes than uh, Jaros's, who is dressed quite finely. Um, but both of them have this kind of silver hair, and um, they look at each other fondly as Jaros gestures you forward, and he says, Over there is Navarre, my wife. She'll be very happy to help you with anything that you require. And in a few moments, or rather in a few minutes, my son will come and show you to your rooms, and also help your companion and his pet inside, and um, provide you with anything else that you might require. In the meantime, of course, if you have any questions, complaints, anything that you need, please don't hesitate to come to me or my family, and we'll be happy to help you. And anyone else here is a guest. Please make yourselves at home. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Who's been adding commands to our chat? <laughs> I don't. I don't have no clue. Okay, so um, I was. I'll just roughly position you guys inside. Um, Felix immediately just flies to a table and uh, finds the um, the tablecloth in the middle lies himself down and starts cleaning himself as he watches uh, the area around him. All of your footsteps are still completely silent, by the way, as you, uh, until you got far away uh, enough from Barnack that the effect fades, and suddenly you become aware of your footsteps on the wood uh, creaking, and um, everything kind of comes to life around you a bit, as if um, it hadn't been moments ago. So, what do you guys want to do next? Oh, I'll have to wait. Yes, you, you, you can wait outside, but you can you know still do something if you want to look or see. Or... So, well, am Jarvis... I alone? Well, you're alone with uh, Napoleon, yes. Yeah, but am I alone in that room now? Uh, in the room? No, because Jaros returns momentarily after showing the rest of the party. Okay, darn it. As he turns, I turn my back towards the party. Uh, not towards the party, but towards the the people mm -hmm. so that hopefully i'm you know it seems like i'm gesturing towards the party and saying something but i will try and cast message like towards this room here and i'll just say um Sorry, Lord can you hear me okay um that particular room okay um there's a brief pause and a relatively deep voice answers you and asks Lord okay yeah I guess I wouldn't have addressed him with Lord right because I call Ellen a lady because I lady's a yeah, multifunctional it's, it's not an impossible thing to have happened so it might just be yeah. you know in your head you have been and in your conversations you guys have been calling yeah. him that so it's yeah, not a yeah. weird thing. It just doesn't seem to resonate with the voice on the other end. Right, right. And I'll recast it. I'll say, uh, Mr. Swordenbrand, then, is that you? Do I know you? Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. 
I'll check my surroundings and see if anybody's looking at me suspiciously over... Well, the the woman behind the bar is watching you quite closely um, as you are new guests that were pointed in her direction and then did not approach. Yeah. So I guess I'll say out loud to the party, um, shall we um, introduce ourselves... Okay, point towards the bar. Uh, yeah. We can introduce ourselves. I'm not really. So, yeah, I'll motion to Myra, like with a with a significant look, to go. And if she does, I'll wait for that moment while she's crossing my path to cast message again. Um, towards the same, and I'll just say, um. Lady Elena sent us to find you and bring you back to Pastizia. We're the Ashenhearts. Who is Lady Elena? Well, it, just to clarify, maybe, I mean, you, you can... I'll leave it up to you, but it's only the creature... I, I can only send the message if I know the creature mm-hmm. that I'm sending it to. Mm-hmm. And... It has to be that creature in order for me to hear it. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I'll kind of... I understand the clarification. Gen- it's valuable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but... yeah. I'll just gently frown and go with the party for okay. now. Okay. Um, so you guys approach. Myra, you're the first to, to actually reach there, realizing maybe uh, moments later that Jean-Jacques has left you uh, to go alone for a moment, and you actually will have to start the conversation as you approach. Um, but the lady behind the bar already smiles, a bright smile, um, you know, with those fine elven features that, honestly, um, you've seen in half-elves to a degree. Uh, someone like Jean-Jacques is probably as close to elven as you've seen, but this is just on a whole other level. Like, proper pure-blood elves have not existed in the world for over 50 years. So, coming face-to-face with them, it's quite something to see. And she smiles and says, Welcome to our little place. How can I help you today? My name is Navar, if my husband didn't forget to uh, introduce me again. And uh, I'm very happy to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Um... Or the Ashenhearts. Ashenhearts. That's a very interesting name. Uh, please, please have a seat. Um, can I offer you anything to drink? Anything to eat? And um, um, have you already been shown to your rooms? Room. We have not. One moment. We actually then. have friends outside waiting to come in with our. Of course, just a moment. And she turns and she pushes open the the door uh, to to the kitchen, and you hear her bark something, and you catch a name. Ruvayen, please show our guests to their chambers while I prepare some food for them. Can I perception check into the room to see if I can get, like, sure. what's back there? Make a perception check. Nine. Or no, my perception's not that high. Um, I keep on forgetting my perception inside there. Uh, six. That was in that one. Okay. Um, you just catch sight of a young man that looks indeed like a cross between Navarre and Jaros, um, who is currently in the middle of preparing something on the table, some food, 
and then just kind of size. You get the impression, you know, for humans it'd be like a teenager, um, although elves, you don't know what that, that particular progression is like. And uh, moments later, he actually comes out and um, presents himself um, without the apron that you saw him in moments ago. Uh, he says, uh, all right, um, who who am I showing to, to their rooms? Um, is it the three of you? Is there anyone else? We need rooms near a door for our other friend and our uh, pet. Ah, okay. Yes, please come this way. Um, mother, uh, the keys, please, to uh, three and four. And she just briefly pauses and then nods. Um, and uh, they exchange keys. And before he actually uh, goes to lead you onward, she just calls after you. Um, can I prepare you any food? We have duck, quail, um, cheese, and, and meats. What what is your preference? I I think we're all good for right now. Perhaps a little bit later, once we've gotten Excellent. settled. I'll be waiting. And um, Ruvian just begins to lead you. Uh, Felix follows, flying um, above probably uh, Tani at this point, and um, he shows you down the corridor here, and he reveals two rooms to you, um, which um, both have a double bed and plenty of space so he unveils these two rooms for you and then um, moves on to the door here and um, pokes his head out and Barnack you hear a voice uh, calling out um, hello there was supposed to be another guest yeah and I'll approach with with before before Napoleon shows up I'll tell the kid um don't worry, he is very well behaved. And then the mechanical bear just shows up. Okay. So, uh, Napoleon briefly stops again, and you kind of... He kind of walks, like, lockstep with you, uh, refusing to, to, to approach any faster than you do, but at the same time guarding you, essentially, from the side. Um, and Ruyen doesn't seem to take any notes, just lets you in, um, and reiterates what Jaros also said. Um, if you could just please make sure to not let him go into the main common area, that would be great. Uh, we don't like to uh, bother our other guests with eccentricities like this. Um, but <laughs> please come on in, okay. these are your rooms. One question, and... just a question, a retroactive question. While I was waiting mm -hmm. for like them to do that, could I have gone outside and just... Well, you weren't um, waiting outside the whole time, right? Yeah, yeah, well, like just a bit even further into like the forest or something. Okay. And then I would take a signal whistle mm -hmm. and blow in it and then tell Napoleon, if I ever do that, come find me inside if we get separated. Okay, you can have definitely done that. Um, yeah. Okay. Very good. So yeah, the, the two of you are led inside. Napoleon making the floor creak quite heavily as he um, follows you and... Um, yeah, under Ruvian's eye, if you don't give any very strong objections, he waits until you've guided Napoleon into one of the rooms, yeah. and then goes back to the main chamber, um, telling you, you know, as, as whenever you're ready to come get food and drink, and uh, that they'll be happy to hear your story. Much obliged. We'll just reconvene for a little bit, and then join you all. Alright. Um... I will say as Ruvayen moves past and kind of 
pushes through. Uh, I would like each of you to make a perception check. Been more than five minutes since our entrance, right? Um, let's see. I will say it's it, it it's on the tail end. It just about applies because it's a lot of different things that happen at the same time. Didn't help. Okay. Uh, perception, right? Yes. Fourteen. Okay. Seventeen total. Shit. Eight. And Thirteen. Okay. Um, nothing in particular jumps out at you guys. In fact, it seems like a very normal, cozy little inn. Um, there's not a lot of chatter from the main room, even as Ruvayen returns. Uh, you know, there's two guests that are not interacting with anyone, so it's just him who briefly talks to his mother, and then he disappears back into the what you think is probably the kitchen area. Okay. Um, why don't we all um, come into this room here and just have a brief conversation? Sure. Point to the closest room. <laughs> uh, as yeah, you but... as you say this, uh, Felix just kind of pipes up and goes, uh, and "You're back to your normal self." What do you mean? Yeah, where'd the accent go? What accent are you talking about? Does he look the same as he did like an hour ago or other 12 hours ago or whatever? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> Felix flies inside. So you all do kind of crowd into the same chamber, I'm guessing. Yeah. I'll, I'll just yeah. ask Zhenzhek, do, do you remember when I taught you how to talk like me? Of course I remember. But Felix told me that he didn't like me talking that way because it yeah, looks this like is you, better. So this is I better. just chose one that I knew. Yeah, that's better. Okay. <laughs> Felix is just giggling as he flies over the bed and then finds himself a very comfortable place. The bear settles itself in the corner and um, sits back on its hind legs in, uh, again. The head goes up once more this time turns fully on the axis so the eyes are facing forward and then it just kind of slowly rotates from left to right repeatedly scanning the room essentially in a sort of sentry position watching um, out for danger um, I say to the rest I uh, sent a message to Lord Swordenbrand, I think. Well, actually, we shouldn't be calling him Lord Hurt, because he ain't one. But to Mr. Swordenbrand, um, I think it was him that responded, but he didn't know who Lady Elena was when I brought her name up. Can you, can you do it again? I can. Ask him gotta... how long... Uh... You can't do it from here. Well, uh, yeah, actually, I, I don't think I could. No, I think I could, but I have a theory. Completely just a theory at this point. I've got not, no evidence to support it, but if all the payment that they require is our stories... Maybe we pay for it in more than, more than just, you know, campfire stuff. Maybe they actually um, take the story when you tell it. 
was thinking the same thing. It can that actually I don't like it here. But that means it's it's easy for us to to pay and not really pay, isn't it? Just tell someone else's story. Maybe, but I don't know. Um, can I just no? I'll just proceed, I guess, with with what I'm theorizing at the moment, because I don't think I could like really make any form of check that would. Like, I guess, do I know of any magical beings or entities of some kind that like absorb memories or or feed off of experiences of people? I would say for that, you could make a nature check, see if anything, you know, from bestiaries that you've looked through, uh, adventuring accounts that you've read, if anything springs to mind. Would I be able to help him with that? You could make your own. But for knowledge checks, this is kind of where I was alluding to earlier. You know, knowledge yeah. checks, I kind of want to split up for the individual person. So everyone can, more. yeah, but, okay. So you can make your Acht. own nature check. So how much? Acht. Acht. Negen. There it is. Um, I would definitely pronounce the N at the end more clearly, just FYI. But, um, what? No, no, I was okay. talking to Mila. No, no, to, to me. I know. Uh, <laughs> there was a name at the end of that? Yeah, Negen. But anyway, uh, no, no language lessons. Um, so, eight and a nine. You guys spend some time racking your brain trying to figure out if, in your experiences, anything like that exists. You suspect it might, but no accounts come to mind. Um, the closest that hmm, the closest that you can possibly imagine right now would probably be something like the new memories that you gained after your encounters with the Aboleth. Um, you know, the possible future, but that's kind of the opposite of what you're looking for here, which is the absorption yeah. of memories. Um, but anything of that kind doesn't come to mind at the moment. With, are they are you guys theorizing out loud? Sure, I think so. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'll like just kind of pipe up. I'm like, there's definitely ways to get rid of memories, but spells and such. Does everyone look at Tani at this point? I <laughs> definitely yes, glance over. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely glance over. Trying not to, but I definitely do. But. So yeah, Tani, you yeah. catch maybe a few more glances in your direction than usual during these conversations. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we could proceed mm -hmm. with caution and try. We could tell a worthless story. Still ours, maybe the depancing story. We could well, forget that. Uh... You know, I, when Barnack was depensed, didn't have. No, I, I, I yeah. know what I'll you tell, mean. I'll tell that story. I'll tell that story, and if they take it. But it's a core part of your character now, Barnack. If you were to forget it, you just wouldn't be the same person. We could forget the dog, but not core. What? Well, if we were to forget the story. Or perhaps we just don't tell stories. I guess we'll have to at one point. What are they going to do? Force they us to pay? They might suspect that we're onto them. Or, I don't know. 
I'll just tell a story of how I I have an idea. I'll just re reach into my bag and take like one piece of rations and just eat it. So one ration and eat it. I'll say, there it is. There's my story of how I ate when I was hungry. Uh, those are all valid attempts and I, I, I pre it's quite cunning. I just think that if they're interested in the stories, they might be looking for more than I satisfy the basic need of existence. That's the best story ever. Yeah. I mean, we can just go out and try, but um, yeah. I'm I'm concerned. Why wouldn't have Lord Swordenbrand left if he could? And why? Does he seemingly not... Why did he not bring his pet inside? Or his belongings? Ask him. Do, do you think he was acting, maybe? Maybe he does know who Elena is, but he was just like... Could be. Who? Because it was a stranger voice? Yeah, I mean, it was just a voice in his head, so... Certainly, that's... Possibility. You know what room is... His? Just... I mean, maybe if it was truly him... I don't... It's not the most powerful of magic, so I guess somebody could have interfered, or... Sharnjak, just ask him how long he's been here. Right. I'll cast my spell again towards the same spot. Okay. Say, um... Well, I thought Lady Anna was your wife. Do you know how long you've been here? It does not arrive. It seems he is no longer in that place. Okay. Nothing back. Probably moved. I guess we should go as well. Alright. I mean, before we go, let me just, and I'll tie my bowstring again and put it over my shoulder. Just so that I have a working bow. If something happens. Okay. So you have a working bow, and um, what do you guys do next? I guess I we go... go find him. Yeah, go find him and eat. Actually, that's that's something that I was thinking about. Let's not eat here or drink here. Let's that's just what eat I was what also we thinking. have. Yeah, let's eat what we have. And then let's just not. Yeah. Alright. Got an idea for that. Because okay. it would be strange if we didn't want to eat their food or drink their drink. That's so. True. Just follow my lead, I guess. Okay. Okay. I will, before we leave, I will cast. Uh, protection against evil and good on myself, so I'll protect myself against evil, which gives me advantage and charm effect. And against right. which creature? Which type of creature? Uh, Is it against I, all of them? I think it's... I'll, I'll tell you in a moment, yeah. Hold on. I will paste in chat. Just it's protecting against certain types of creatures, yeah. It's protecting against yeah, yeah, aberration, celestials, elementals, fey fiends, and undead. Okay. 
and I cannot be. It's not advantage. I cannot be charmed, frightened, yeah. or possessed by them. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Um, yeah. So. And I'll I'll tell Napoleon. So stay here. Remember, they. I don't want them to kick you out. So stay here, and. You can run, just run, run straight out of the room if there's danger for you, and if there's danger for us, you know what I'll do. Okay. Napoleon remains. Oh, actually, no. Napoleon leaves the guard mode, so puts the head mm -hmm. back right, um, stands up, and just stands in the corner waiting, um, looking after you. But otherwise, essentially like a statue. Yeah. I still don't know what this means. We'll see. Um. Felix is uh, falling asleep on the bed. Do you want to wake him up and take him with you, or leave him there? Oh, yeah. Felix, Felix is good. He can talk his way out of anything. <laughs> okay. Hey, so Felix. You... Why? We're going to get some food, and we're going to talk about things and, and, and tell stories. You up for it? I already ate your food like an hour ago. Shit, I didn't see it. Well... Still, do you want to hear some stories? I'm really comfy, though. I could take one of the pillows. Now we're talking. Make it the big fluffy one. Yeah, of course it's a big fluffy one. I'll take the big fluffy pillow. He lands on it while you're carrying it. Yeah. <laughs> and curls up. Um, this is the most spoiled cat in this universe. Yep. And um, as you guys leave, uh, one of the other guests actually, uh, this impossible to tell uh, in terms of age, um, male elf comes by, saunters by actually, just gives you a nod, and then heads over um, to one of the other chambers in, um, in the place and uh, disappears through the door. All right, so you guys um, collectively approach uh, the main area, the main common area, and as you do, Navarre looks over and smiles at you, and I'm going to need all of you to make a wisdom saving throw. Is this against magic? It is against magic. Barnak, you are not immune to this effect. Yep. Okay. Uh, question, do we see Mr. Sorderbrand anywhere ah, else? Ah, apologies, yes. He is actually at the bar. Oh, shit. He's currently sitting there eating. Okay. As, Come on. As you take sight of him, this is actually what happens, as you're making the saving throw, in the air, like, before the two figures, appears this large, complicated pattern in the air for a moment. A hypnotic pattern occurs. Okay, so I see it happening. Yes, but you don't see who's casting it. Okay. Uh. I need to see the caster, do I? Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, okay. you, you can potentially dispel magic on it later, but... Um, well, no, I don't. At the moment. I, I actually can't. Um, so that's a... I knew I should dispel magic. <laughs> Sorry, hold on one second. Um, 16. Come on. 16, okay. Yeah. Let's go. This is th This is my lucky die, so... Okay. Last time this one rolled a natural one. I still believe it's an, it's a lucky die. Okay. I believe in you. Come on. Okay, it's kind of lucky. 
in roll 20, I saw my dice roll to two, but then... Oh 20. shit, I forgot to do something, Kevin. Nice. Yeah. Um, my wisdom save was 19. Wisdom 19, wisdom 20, and 18. Barnack 18. So, minus 23. Okay. 23. I rolled 11 on my d100, so... Okay. Um, so as this occurs, um, nothing much changes. You all see a, a strange pattern in the air, and then it fades, and then you go on walking. Or perhaps you stop for a moment, wondering what that was. But I, we'll pick... I don't stop for a moment. <laughs> but I was going to say we'll pick it up next week oh, okay. as we respond no. to the results of this effect and whatever else you want to do. Um, but you're not in combat, so whatever yeah, happens yeah. is up to you guys. Not in combat yet. What kind of moment? That will be a huge moment for a yeah. moment. Everyone's getting an arrow now in their head. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Jean-Jacques, I will send you a message on Discord about uh, the result. And okay. um, thank you guys for playing. I hope you guys enjoy that as much as I did. Yes. I don't like it here. <laughs> Oh, but it's so much fun, and you found a bear, you know? So. I'm fine with that. <laughs> the bear is pretty great. <laughs> I yes, will have that welcome. bear as a mount at one point. We have a bear pet because of us. <laughs> so you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, in any case, uh, thank you guys so much for playing. Thank you guys for watching in the chat. Uh, we appreciate you so, so much. And... Um, Definitely come and uh, check me out, and of course the amazing Rune Keep on Tuesdays at uh, eight. No, not wait. Yes, eight p.m. BST, nine p.m. CEST. Um, for more awesome stuff, that's uh, a little less crazy magic than mine, but uh, still awesome. And then still we'll very be back. Crazy, though. It's still pretty crazy, and then we'll be back uh, next week with um, whatever is going to happen here in this uh, in this little tavern. And we'll, uh, we'll find out then. Anyway, I'll talk to you guys later. And bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. Bye, everyone.